live. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're back with World's Strongest Opinions, episode 31 with Sam Beliveau, um, 22, uh, middleweight amateur, um, world, is it world amateur champion at the Arnold? Is that oh. what it's considered? Yeah, it's the Arnold. Arnold. Amateur World Champion. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I stumbled over that because I want to say World Championship, but I think they technically call it the World Amateur Championship. But 2022 World Champion, right? Current world record on the dumbbell, which I see, I think everybody's seen. You've recently <laughs> exceeded dramatically in training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I've I've nailed out like my nail down the technique that works for me. Um it's just about really nailing it down all together. Like, I think I'm strong, but there's a lot of women's out there that are strong too, right? So I right. just need to, like, it's the technique. Dumbbell is so technical. And uh, I think that day I could have hit 200. And, um, but I got to save it for when it's like on a podium or on like on a platform, right? So, right. and I knew 195 was good enough for the video submission. Um so, or at least up there. So, um, but like, I only had four weeks after the Arnold to prep for that. And it just, it was like a the solid five weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly you were ready enough. I mean, what, I think you took second. Is that right on the qualifier? On, yeah. The, uh, all the three events I came in. Yeah. I pulled some big, like some big PRs for myself. Like I felt really good after the Arnold's. I didn't think the Arnold's beat me up that much. So like, I was like, Hey, Let's go. And like I, I had just moved back here um, in my hometown and like I have my old training partner back and like things are just like, you know, like we're like the, the mood and everything was just right. Like I'm back home to closer to my family and my prep, like after the Arnold's, I was like, okay, let's go back at it. And everything was just coming together and I had five weeks to prep for it. And yeah, I hit 195 and it felt really good. <laughs> it looked it looked really good. It looked very strong. I mean, you say you think you're strong, but I think it's very clear that you are very strong. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your submission videos were amazing. All yeah. of them were really impressive. So I was like, and the lockout. It was nice to see a strong circus dumbbell lockout. It's always yeah. good to see. Yeah. Everything. Especially after World Strongest Man. That's been kind <laughs> of the, the talk of of the of the community, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, my training partner hit 303 dumbbell wow with the video submission and like it's cool to see that there's only two guys right at worlds that hit it i think yeah yeah, yeah three three two got yeah evan and and um and, and mitch. mitch hit the the 140k dumbbell Lock, 308 solid and it's so like solidified i'm like hell yeah like it was it was cool yeah really got it after watching worlds we're like okay let's hit big dumbbells now <laughs> no, that was really great. Yeah. Everything. Because that's real exciting. Yeah. So is that your next big show that you're prepping for? The Shaw Classic? <clears throat> yeah, it'll be um it's in 15 weeks. I like now I like really need to start just working on like things that I wasn't really focusing on getting ready for these videos and the Arnolds and I've haven't stopped like prepping almost since like I think July, I've always had like constant, like, or, or August, constantly having shows and big shows. Um, and then, uh, so now I need, I need to take like a good few weeks to like just hammer down some weak, weaker points and then, uh, and then wrap up for the Shaw Classic. Yeah. yeah. Have the, have the events been released? Like, I'm, 
oh. I'm a little out of the loop on that. So nope. you don't know what the events are yet. No. Any I've, ideas? I mean, I mean, you guess you got it. You just got to show up strong, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> I have no idea. I think, like I, uh, last year, they had a log, a deadlift, and farmers in the qualifiers, and we had log, deadlift, and a frame. So, like, if we take these three, it's possibly it's going to be a dumbbell, probably a dumbbell for reps, um, which I would hope for. And then there'll be a deadlift for sure. I mean, it's Brian doesn't go without a contest without a deadlift, right, in some sort. And then um, there'll be three more events. There'll be a grip frame of farmers and then hopefully a yoke. Um, I don't know if I want to do sandbag toss again. I had a... Like, I had such a great prep last year for the Shaw Classic, and I got through the show, and I just, I don't know, I wasn't there, so I messed up hard on it. But, I mean, any good explosive event would be cool in there, like a medley or... Yeah. Yeah, maybe... How did you respond to the altitude? Was that a factor, competing... Because it's up in Estes Park, correct? No, no. It's like in Denver. So Oh, it is. Okay. For some reason, yeah. I thought it was up in Estes. No. So we're like at even grounds, which um, I didn't really feel it as much compared to like the years before where like when Max was competing up in Estes Park, it was pretty bad. Um, but again, like I had such an off show that I don't know if it was, I don't think it was because of the things, but like things were just not kind of clicking the whole time um so i didn't really think it affected me um i think that's good yeah that's good i mean you would be um an exception i think if if that was the case <laughs> I, I actually i live here i live in the denver area and my first three months that i lived here were uh atrociously uh hard to acclimate to the elevation for me like in denver like in like not up in the mountains no, I'm down in the Denver area. I'm South Denver. Yeah. No, I only felt it like when we went up in the mountains, actually. Yeah, that's good. That's I, good. Brian takes us there the day after the comp and we go and do side sides with all the boys. And uh, it's funny because that last year I was stuck with Ivar and he was driving like a maniac anyways. And <laughs> I had such a hard time to breathe and I was like laughing and crying and... <laughs> Like what felt like five hours, I nearly like I was so drained. But I'm like, like I was just caught off. Like I had no energy, no and nothing left. And I was like, yeah, I'm drained. <laughs> That's a good day, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Especially after right after competing. It's yeah. A good time. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I feel it now. Yeah. Yeah. But though, um. No, that sounds like pretty good events, though. Or, it's, or yeah. it sounds like he'll probably pick... He picks pretty good ones, because usually it's, like you said, those three events and, like, a medley then something yeah. explosive. Yeah. Um, he's bringing the chest press. Shaw um, Classic for one of the events for the pro men, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. So what's that? What the chest press? What is that? A standing uh, chest press machine. It's, it's in place of the leg press this time. Or okay. unless he's still doing the leg press. Sorry. I think your sound cut out, maybe. Am I still, am I still there? Oh, yeah. yeah now can, you're back. I can hear you. Yeah, it's yeah. cutting out a little bit, but yeah, you're there. Um, yeah, it's, I think they still have the leg press. 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I know the one-year Trey was not a fan of that thing. I forget. The leg press. No, that was scary. That was so terrifying. Um, yeah, that was quite... Like, when... I think it was Novikov that went first. And, like, when he unracked it, the whole crowd... Like, I was up in the bleachers because Max was, like, only a few... Like, he was one of the last to go or, like, at the bottom. I think he was last to go. And... Um, the first guy that went, uh, Novi, when he when he unragged, the whole crowd just kind of went like silent. <laughs> we were all terrible, like because it was it started like shaking a little bit, and like there's this like teeny like you're up in the stands, there's this teeny little this massive car on top, of it, and you're like, what's going on? And then he starts coming out, and it's shaking, and like I couldn't even breathe. I was like, what's going on? Uh, it was a terrifying event, but the guys. I, can, I think they're going to make it, obviously. Like, they are putting a seatbelt in this year, and I think they're going to probably make it, that it's it's going to stick, but it's a cool event, for sure. Yeah, yeah. adding a little bit of safety features just in case, maybe. <laughs> but it wasn't safe. I'm just saying, as a fan, it was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah, it looked terrifying. So who, who do you think is um, going into this? Uh, I'm sure you've had... You've been uh, glued to the to the lists to the qualifier list. Who's there's a lot of Canadians I notice in the so, top ten. Um, I think we're six. Or yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited because this kind of just says that like we're growing. Like uh, girls, if I think it's six, that means like that's a, a large number for what a country like just started really growing in the last few years and like you know we're trying to keep up to the the states and the uk and seeing the potential now that we have here in canada i think it's, it's so it's so cool yeah no i think so too um who would you say is your biggest competition going into into the show um there is quite a couple ladies um it's going to be i think a big battle if you think about it there's um mel peacock so uh, Another Canadian, Olga. Uh, there's going to be Corey Butler, uh, Jackie, another Canadian. Uh, and then jo Jackie, I'm not sure if I'm going to say her name right. Jackie Rhodes? Rhodes? Yeah, Jackie yeah, Rhodes, I think. I think it's Rhodes, yeah. And, uh, we, I just chatted with her tonight, but like I didn't really know who she was before. And um, she's competing that like shows that... Um, that I from people that I've been or my athletes, so she kind of knows who I am, and it's gonna be exciting to meet new girls. And I think it's gonna be a really good show. Like everyone's gonna bring their best package because it's the Shaw Classic and it's Brian's last comp, and I think it's gonna be a really motivating prep for everyone. So I'm excited to see everyone throw down and straw man. It's always made the strongest person win that day. Right. That day, I always have to remind uh, people in my circle that the only day that matters is competition. Like, if you're having a bad day in training, don't worry about it because the only day that matters is competition. But, you know, mm -hmm. and also, training like, and not <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So, it's <laughs> uh, crazy the, looking at the numbers people put up for their attempts, though. Just crazy. going through the leaderboard, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. many of them. I'm like, yeah, because Jackie Rose, her farmers, 576 is no joke. It's a nine second run. I think I was like, Jesus. 
290 or 280 per hand. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> um, and nine I, seconds was her time? There was yeah. a lot. There was a lot less girls this year that tried to qualify than last year. That <clears throat> was kind of unfortunate to see. I thought it was going to be um, a bigger pool of women wanted to compete at that stage. Um, but again, I'm just super happy to see that we have six incredibly strong women that are going to be able to showcase for Canada. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It is impressive because I always forget that Canada's significantly smaller population wise. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Like your New York city is like our pop Canada. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that's, that's crazy. That is. I crazy. think you have more, you have more land mass than us though. So, Oh yeah. We have lots yeah. of, <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of not, space. Not very inhabitable, but you've got a lot of land. <laughs> it's always good. But yeah, I still couldn't believe your the circus dumbbell. The fact that you had more in the tank at with one ninety five is still wild to see, especially compared to some of the other numbers. Because I was thinking Mel's number, I was like one sixty five is pretty big. Yeah, one sixty five qualifier. Yeah, like I remember when I started. I remember that like one. When I first started doing circus dumbbell was when I moved back, so four years ago. And um, right away I hit, not right away, but like a couple weeks. Like I remember it was not a long period of time. I hit the black circus dumbbell, which was like like a, a step when like I felt like if people did the black dumbbell, it was like, you're cool, right? All the guys in the gym or whatever. And it was 130. And uh, the guys kept playing with it. And I was like, I want to press it too. Like, um, so I pressed it super quick, but my form was really crap. So I couldn't like, it took me a long time to make progress. But after I got hurt two years ago doing actual clean and press, I had to like change my on every lift. Like every single lift I had to change. Even to this day, there's certain things, especially moving movements that I, I'm still not sure like, how to walk it or how to step or um, what's weak and what's not. And cause my pelvis took a huge hit when the axle fell on me. Um, <clears throat> so one thing I really changed was my circus dumbbell. And uh, that's where like, when I changed my form, like I started, I, I was able with that new technique to add 10 pounds every, I don't know, six weeks, six to eight. And which was, it's a lot. And like, when I lead up to Clash on the Coast, that's where I was doing those jumps. And um, and then, <clears throat> yeah, I hit that. And then after the Arnold's, I was like, okay, I can, like, I was doing, like, during the Arnold prep, we were doing log, but I was, like, I still had a dumbbell. Um, but then I stopped, like, I think maybe six or eight weeks before the Arnold's. So when I got back to the Arnold's after that, I was still kind of not fresh, but still like I had it in me. So I started pressing some really good like triples and fives and right before, um, and then hit the 170 or in my backyard, I hit one, it was 190. And then I was like, and then I did my drop set at 175 for three and I was doing like really good triples. And um, I was like, I think I want to try to hit 195 just to, like right before the 200. Like I want to hit the first 200 and, like, it would be really cool to do a period, but try to peak for that perfect timing to be in front of a stage or in front of a yeah. crowd stage, right? Um, like, but 
I think, yeah, it's there. But talking about form change, that's definitely something I, I had to do. Was that because of pain associated with the injury? Yeah. You had to change your form? Yeah. I had to change my form. I had to change even, like, everything. Like, I changed my form. I changed my way of training. I changed exercise and move that were obviously, like, to rebuild my pelvis area all the way up to, like, my like even my core. Like, I had to get everything stronger, which changed my body composition quite a lot since then. And, like, that's when I was able to, like, really fo- like focus on the technique the work and yeah well just it comes <laughs> yeah it sucks that it, that it took a, a nasty injury for that to happen yeah. but like oh yeah <laughs> yeah your technique was phenomenal though how long did the recovery the initial recovery take after that initial like a good six months like before like i barbell work um doing a lot of trx work even like going for a walk like the first couple months it was like to go out for a walk without initial pain like i couldn't sleep at all like um and like anything i couldn't it was actually unbearable but like and i hadn't like broken anything and so the doctor told me like i was super lucky but i wonder if i would have broke it if today i i'd still i wouldn't be dealing with this i'd be fixed and then but like, anyways, anything happens, everything happens for a reason. I became a way better athlete, just being aware of like injuries and like recover. Like I do a lot of like, um, uh, like Carol, he does a lot of uh, spine recovery and a lot of rehab. Um, even like Louis, you like, you listen to these guys talking about like how to become like unbreakable, like make your, make your spine stronger, make your core stronger, make your, you know, those m- muscles and those. Uh, that don't really think about. And since then, like, that's why, like, everything's been just going really good. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, injuries tend to happen regardless, but um, a lot of times they do. They happen because we're ignoring yeah. we're ignoring weaknesses, we're ignoring pain, I mean, even pain or mobility. Yeah. Um, and it's so important that people are focusing on prehab rehab right and all of that um because it just i mean to be a well-rounded athlete in general um yeah i think uh more athletes need to to focus on on all that stuff yeah no it's true and when you become aware of all that like you just become yeah you become better like a better coach afterwards you get you become a better mentor um now i can go to like i even just talking to people and let's say their back hurts when I'm like, okay, hey, well try the Miguel three, like a couple times a day and see if that works. And then they come back and you're like, Oh my God, just those three little, like, yeah. I mean like it's called spine health. Like we yeah. have spine and it's like, it's the middle of our body. Like it, it's what holds us up though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably one of the most vulnerable parts of our body too. in charming. Yeah. I mean, aside from biceps, I mean, every, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're in there long enough, you're gonna tear a bicep. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a bicep. <clears throat> yeah, but that's at least very recoverable. <laughs> yeah, you've had a really great recovery though. Of like your performance at the Arnold was really great. How is that competing against people like on that stage? Yeah, <clears throat> that stage was um, definitely the next step for strong women, and that need. Um, it was like 
incredible. Like being in front of all these peoples and like seeing your Canadian flags everywhere and like just people like screaming on top of your lungs when like you're doing something that brings joy for you and it brings joy to other people like that. I think that's just so badass. Like after the frame, like I got up like on that frame and like looked at everyone and like I was like, this is so cool. Like, thank you. Right. Like I think it's just every everyone deserves to have these moments. I find like it's cool and like to be able to to be put on a stage with the top 10 pro strongman in the world and like beside like being like you know compared to these guys because like you're on that stage too and it's like it was crazy the women's are insane like i'm it's so cool to watch like i fangirl my competitors because they are such great athletes and you know like all nine of them there they were just incredible like it was so cool and to be part of it it's pretty dope um we got to do like so many iconic events like the wheel of pain like that was so cool yeah <laughs> yeah like like it's beautiful and like you know it's a true test of like it's like quicksand right it's like a pure test and yeah it was fucking cool from mental to physical it was crazy i think it was a more mental <laughs> Right. I, I mean, I think a lot, I mean, cause you're just pushing beyond exhaustion. Right. And just, how do you train? How do you train for something like that without? I, I did. My coach was like, I had um, a different coach now, but he, he was a great coach for my Arnold prep. Um, but especially for this, he would make me do like yoke push. Um, and then I would do circuits like right in between my heavy yoke push. I would do like, stupid numbers like which I think are like from I started with 15s but I was doing like 25 jump squats and then I would do like I think 15 set back to shoulder and then I, there was something else oh yeah rush dumbbell heavy rushing twist right back to yoke push and like I think the like those training were so much worse than what the wheel of pain was uh, <laughs> but still like the wheel of pain was, I did about like a good 50 seconds i think before i i stop i got my first break and like it was um it was so cool to do like it was a really cool challenge that's awesome that's yeah that's awesome i don't know if i've ever talked to anybody that's actually done done that event i know it looks cool from the crowd perspective but knowing that from the athlete perspective that it's it's a very valuable event also it's just i mean brings a lot of value to that competition and that event yeah. itself it was like that was our first event and i was 10th to go so it was last which was kind of cool but super nervous like for like, <clears throat> my perspective of it was that like there was some like women's were falling everywhere where i hadn't really put them at so i was getting fucked up in my head and i was like <laughs> what the fuck's going on is this gonna be extremely heavy like oh my god and then the the, the day that before in the testing um I mean, we were like, I don't know, I was probably in flip-flop. No, I had shoes on, but like, you know, no belts, no adrenaline more than that. And I went to push it and it felt heavy. And I was like, okay, we'll go at it tomorrow. <laughs> and, so like, I was getting in my head and then I was like right beside the wheel of pain and um, Steve Slater was beside me and I was like, and he was like looking at me and it was like calming me down. He's like, you got this. Nice. So then when the whistle blew, I just, like I completely shut down for the first like 20 seconds. I just had a job to do. Like my coach had taught me like 
my footwork, my hip work and like what, when to accelerate and stuff. And so I knew I just had to like put my hands on the thing and then just get to work for those like 20 seconds. And then after that, when I like, I don't know if I opened my eyes where I started focusing down, I started seeing names. Like I have no idea what names, but they were just going by. So I was like, okay, I'm not last, I'm moving. So I was like, I'm motivated now. I'm going, I felt like a choo-choo train. So I'm like, I'm going. And then when it like, it's like, it was like a break wall. It was like, boom, right now you're tired. So yeah. I stopped and I saw, um, it was, I, I, I saw that I passed long and then I saw uh, Thompson just in front of me. So as the, the wheel of pain kicked back to me, I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can bench press this thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so as it's coming to me, like thinking like it could go side, it could go both ways. Either it kicks me back and I made a fun of my, like, I just make a fool of myself on live fucking um, YouTube from Rogue, or I actually get a little push, and as it comes back, I just hit it right on time, and it came, and then I passed Andrea, and I was like, oh my god, that was great, and then that was like, a, it was such a, lot, a big relief, saying like, okay, cool, I could do this. Nice. <laughs> I'm not How do you? Die. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you feel that that? I mean, as that is a, a first event, I mean, that's got to be very, very taxing going into, I mean, pressing events, especially, yeah. I would think. Yeah, we, um, it was like, I was pretty gassed out. Um, but we have such a good crew in the back, like right away, uh, Becky and Dr. Todd came, they stretched my calves, which was, my calves were pretty beat up. Um, my core was pretty on fire too. Yeah. But then other than that, like, cause I was using a lot of my hips, like my low back didn't really seize up or anything. So then I had time to go to the hotel and uh, I think I took a nice bath or my compressions. I, I did something quick on my legs and when I got to the log press, I started warming up and my legs felt fresh. So I was That's like, cool. cool. We still That's had a few cool. hours, it was, was great, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I was gonna ask if you could actually like, while you're doing that, I couldn't imagine you'd actually be able to like read the names too well, but that's nice to actually have those markers to know. Yeah, where they have those big them. markers. Yeah. Because you feel bad for the person who goes first because it's so hard because it's like <laughs> such a taxing <laughs> thing. I know, I know. And it was Mel, actually. Poor girl. She draws one, but she did great still. Um, but it's definitely going to be a different mine because like my first couple names that were going by, like, I wasn't seeing the name per se, like as at the end, but like for the moment, it was still giving me a like, fuck yeah, like you're passing people, though, like those are numbers, like points, 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 right? So it yeah. was kind of a source of motivation for sure. It was a Thanks. bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine though being first, going in and being like, God, I have to do, like, I have to leave it all on the floor. All, all of it. Yeah, because that's brutal. Just that spin back, like you said, like you don't know yeah. what to do with that much weight. And it kicks back. in, but yeah, it's it's cool. And then Rebecca did like a full turn and some change, which was incredible. Like she's a force. It's so crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. It's it was crazy watching her on that, and then her log clean technique was one of the wildest ones I've seen. I know. I'm just know. bouncing it up like I was like, that's it's, crazy. I know, no, the, like, the log, I need to respect it because I'm gonna smash my head or like, I am so such a klutz on log. I need to like literally do my technique, like. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing that was impressive to watch of just like being able to just do pure muscle, no technique on that. They're like just <laughs> yeah, like it was crazy wild thing. What did you think about the point system they used for that? Because that was a tough one of like you'd have to do like eleven reps on this lighter log to even equate to like one. Um, heavier one. Well, because I I don't mind a trump like for me and like well there was it was cool because it was divided like you know there was five. Uh, five girls that did the heavier uh, no four girls that did the heavier log and then six that did the lighter log so i think it was cool division they they, they actually chose the weights perfectly um because they, they still gave a bit a really good run with that 270 um five reps that's just crazy um and then uh we got to battle it out with the 220 but like during my prep um this was a really big focus like i had to blend in two types of like um of peak like i needed to peak for my conditioning 220 but also get really strong and hit that two which was we were so we were told 260 but the wood came a little um heavier so it ended up being 270 and i was like i hit 255 for some singles at the gym so like 260 was gonna be a pr but like 270 i was like i'm gonna give it a go but um i was ready for the 220 as well which was it was actually like it was a hard like me and log don't really get along but to be able to pull off a really good log prep like that i was super happy i didn't get the 270 but it was a long shot um but yeah yeah that's a tough one and especially if you're going against like andrea thompson you know like her log <laughs> abilities like you can't it's really hard to go against that i know and even victoria uh inez did four reps and then um who else Olga, Olga got three, two reps yeah. or three. So Olga got four reps and Inez got three. Okay, yeah, I was, yeah, but yeah, five reps though on that huge that's log crazy. is just crazy. Like, like that's next level. Is Andrea as nice as she seems? Because in her YouTube videos and everything, she just seems like the most like polite British woman. Like, yeah, she just seems so sweet. Yeah, all the British women are so nice. Like, I think. I think they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah that was a good one. They're really good people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good crowd there and everything. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Comparing that it's to. Guy, like, because I get to witness that with Max and like, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's so cool how like, the, some of them are like my brothers now because like I go to Max's comp and I like, if their wife's like around, I'll help her with like them or whatever. And like, we all help each other and like, it's so cool to be able to like they're like our straw man family so it every time we travel and see everyone it's like it's a family reunion yeah yeah well that's always exciting and it's nice that you guys get to travel together because i was yeah. going to say do you all coordinate your prep together then yeah. and like do yeah. everything together make sure you get your recovery and stuff on point yeah we've been it's been working for a couple like we, since we started going out we just make sure that like our schedules are our priorities i don't think i've never gone to the only show i've never gone to with max was world strongest man his first year mm -hmm. i think that was the biggest bullshit ever i was so upset <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that we've always like aligned our prep it was just because of covid i couldn't go but um oh, yeah it was the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah the travel restrictions back then i keep forgetting about that sometimes for the first couple months yeah 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 here in the u.s i mean 
I know the first year 21 clash, the only international athlete that could get in was uh, Isaac Mays from Canada. Everybody else was blocked from getting into the U.S. From, was, from uh, overseas? From overseas, yeah. Toronto just scored. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear him. No, I can see the flashing, but... <laughs> screaming. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, like, but the thing at World Strongest Man 2, it was almost a Canadian-American show. There was a couple guys from the U.K., but... Every other international country wasn't allowed <clears throat> to yeah. work. But yeah, Clash, I remember that was a big one too. Yeah. Yesterday was weird because I think it was easier to get into Europe than it was to get into the US. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was so fucked up. I'm so happy we're over that. Right? <laughs> like, like, that was the only show that I didn't go with Max. But like, after that, like, we didn't work because we were personal trainers and our gyms were closed. So Max, like, signed up for a bunch of shows but he could still travel because he had like an athlete visa right but i could go with them to be as a coach so we would travel all the time but like just traveling was so terrifying and like you would get caught in lines for like bullshit and like it was just yeah. it was not a good time to be traveling um but we had to work go to right. the shows get an income and we did it for that whole time during covid and it was worth it but it was right so right, right. hard <laughs> Yeah, no, I traveled once in 21 to Finland and it was, yeah, it was absurd. The, uh, the hoops we had to jump through and then, and then I got searched at the border too, because they were like, why are you here? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. How long was, were your gyms closed then? Cause that would be real tough if that's your primary source of income. Well, the thing is that like, <clears throat> the gym that we trained at um and we were uh, shut down we went home for like i think it was like two months but then we kind of renovated our backyard and stuff and we started doing uh we had like a gazebo and we had like a yoke with the squat rag bars and stuff and we would train people there so we didn't go back to the gym that was that we were working at we actually started in our backyard and then after that we by the time we were able to go back to work, which I think was like, it was a long time, man. And it was on and off too, right? It was like six months and then you open for two weeks. Oh, it's bad again. Close it back. Like it was such a mind fuck. But we ended up like opening. We went from like a garage bay to a bigger bay. Um, so we were renting and we were, we opened up like our private studio um, where we were before. So, um, I mean, it's, that it, COVID was tough, but we didn't stop. Like we maybe stopped for a few months. And uh, I was doing like boot camps in our kitchen, like all night, like groups of people. Like I was like, nah, awesome. this is not cutting it. Like let's do something. <laughs> so we just said, okay, let's fucking work our gym up. And like Bells of Steel was amazing. They, they like, they helped us help them like um, do pro like uh, come up with product idea, like, um, uh, test machines and all of that for them. So we had a really good partnership with them and nice. we ended up having our studio and then now we're working on opening like a pretty big public gym here in Atlantic nice. Canada. So very cool. Yeah. COVID was good for that, but not for the traveling. <laughs> yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> travel was so weird. Everything. It was nice being in Texas during COVID because it didn't last very long. Once people realized that two weeks was 
never gonna stop. So we're yeah. lucky as far as that. That's went so too. true. I, and I, I, I envy that. I think that's cool. And I think people just went so dark here for so long. And I was like, I'm happy we didn't have to like we could we made our our we worked like our studio. We had a private studio and like they shut down like everything we had to survive and it was survival mode yeah. and like if you get tested and your neck or i don't know we went to what point we didn't i mean we if you were sick don't come you know don't be in contact we did those protocols and stuff and we but we kept people mentally okay <laughs> like okay you know people were going really dark without exercises there for months and months and right during the winter time like where we stayed where we used to live Thunder Bay, like, it's a pretty rough place. Like, if you've watched a documentary on Crave, if you haven't, you should. Um, it's Thunder Bay, and it's called, and it's it talks about the city, how, you know, about well, a lot of, like, how the city is, or um, what there's something going on in, in Thunder Bay, and, like, it gets dark. Like, it's a super isolated place. It's, like, dark all, like, for wintertime, it's pretty dark all the time, and little sunlight. Um and you, it's you know, it's isolated. There's nothing else to do. So we had to just like work, and we were like, "Hey, we're personal trainers and athletes. We're gonna be personal trainers, and we're gonna train all the time." So that's what kept us busy. And uh, when we moved here, we just brought our whole gym. And uh, but yeah, like um, it's pretty cool. I have to check this out now. There's a there's a documentary on Thunder Bay. Yeah, I was about to say I was making a note of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's four episodes. It goes real quick. And like, <coughs> and it talks about like the indigenous and the um, uh, the justice system. And like, our gym was like super open, and we're really close with the indigenous people and the reserves up north. And like, we helped a lot of younger kids uh, go through some stuff. Like, there's actually a girl from there that's coming to rehab to hear this. Spring. Uh, she wants to see us, and like we're in in really good connections with them, and they've been really good people. And that documentary kind of like hits home in that sense. Um, but I'm also very happy to be here, like a, with my yeah. family, and like that was a cool experience for us to be there for four years in Thunder Bay. But um, yeah, yeah. So you think COVID made it? I mean, whatever was going on there, you think COVID just definitely made it worse because people, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it was a surprising. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to jump into the the whole COVID thing too much, but it was surprising how, you know, I think all of our all of our like local governments, governments in general, just like completely avoided the conversation of the benefits of of fitness. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and gathering and social gathering, like like the iron is one thing but like going to the gym and knowing you're gonna see other people that are generally you know in the same mindset as you at one point like it's it brings enlightenment it, it you know it's in, endorphins and like yeah training and, and it's good but and then saying that you can't use the iron or go to the gym like and it's that was it was rough for a lot of people yeah sure sure mm -hmm. yeah because you're right i mean i mean fitness not only is is good physically but you're right like the socialization yeah. aspect of it is we're social creatures and being isolated is not not healthy i mean if you have an unhealthy mind you're gonna have an unhealthy body right yeah. and, and then it's gotta gotta stay busy some way and like i find it's cool because since covid 
there's still a lot of lot of positive and i think from the sure. gym community mm-hmm. is that the gyms are fucking blowing up here i don't know about you guys where you're at, but oh, like, yeah. like the public gyms are so crammed people are aware that they need to be healthy and i think it's great for the gym community for the strongman community like our federation like is growing like crazy we have at least from across canada just like you know really excited to compete and it's cool to see that like physical activity and sports are like a main focus again because it keeps kids busy it keeps older people busy it keeps the you know people out of trouble <laughs> yeah that's my that's my excuse <laughs> right me too, me too. <laughs> it makes a big difference because i actually didn't really do as much strongman stuff until 2020 because I worked in an office and I realized without having the office, there was just like no socialization and strongman here in Texas were the only people who just like pretended COVID didn't exist and just kept doing things. So it was like that community made a big difference of like not seeing people is like something that was huge. I remember one of the most shocking statistics, I think it was late 2020 that at least here in the States and Tennessee, there was a two week period where there are more suicides than COVID deaths in the state of Tennessee. And I'm like, that's a shocking statistic. Like that's yeah. something that's completely like, yeah. Like suicides, drug overdoses. Yep. Everywhere. We can, we can go on and on. <laughs> and then finally get demonetized if we ever do. Right. <laughs> that also was the crazy part is you couldn't talk about it for like that first no, year. But so it was like, scary. You, yeah. I was afraid of Googling it because I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to know I'm Googling about COVID. And they're going to take, I have COVID and then I can't go around people. Like they get into your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a crazy time to be alive. I'm so right? over. Yeah. The gyms are yeah. busy though. Sometimes it's annoying, but it's a good thing. Yeah, no, yeah. it is a good thing. And I, I agree. I've noticed thing. that too. Like the, the gyms here are just insane. I mean, even I go to a, a, a private gym too, and it's grown dramatically. Yeah. Um, which is good for, you know, the owners, but it's so busy now. Um, yeah. And it's good we, though. we had to transition from like we had our own gym for two years and then when we moved here our gym wasn't set up like our building so we went three months yes three months at a public gym uh even oh, man. Class, like no well it wasn't a, okay wait yeah almost 12 uh, almost three months yeah no at a public gym and um like working with just like a barbell and like a stiff barbell where like, you know, like you were like, it's crazy. And then the gyms were busy and I was like, oh my God, I miss my gym. I miss right? my stuff. Yeah. Especially when the guy, the guys are curling in the squat rack that you want yes. to use. <laughs> yeah. or, or the women's are breaking the bench because they do the hip press all on the right. same size. So the, all the bench press now are like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because of all the hip press, I'm like, oh my funny. god! That never funny. occurred to me. I wonder why some of the benches sometimes when mm-hmm. I go to like big techs, I was like, I never understood why. I was like, how did these kids so uneven? Because well, I was like, they're getting even pressure. Yeah, but all the big booties sense. out there. Yeah, <laughs> it changed big booties for crooked, crooked benches. So <laughs> true. That's a worthwhile trade when you describe it that way. That's a worth, worthwhile trade. <laughs> Every guy out there probably agrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's wild though. It's it's interesting to think about that like how much has happened then and like looking at your career since then, like you've done a ton of stuff since all that. 
Yeah. Everything like overcoming injury, being able to like go on the world stage and like do all these things, especially at like your weight class. Like yeah. that's the crazy part of like 82 kg. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I went up to like, no, I've been around the same weight now for since clash. <clears throat> I got down for, for middleweight, maybe like for clash for maybe like six, seven pounds. And I'm about the same now, but it's not that like I eat a lot of good food, um, but I'm not like bodybuilding strict. But my body's really happy where where it's at, so I I like to keep it there. I find I recover super well, um, and I move better. Like when I first started, I was like maybe 35, 40 pounds heavier, and like I was just wasn't really comfortable. Um, but now I move way better. I don't know if at that weight I could I could have at my leverages and stuff jumped with 195 pound in my hand, right? Like, I think it was just a really good thing for me to stay at an 82 kilo level and, yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask that, cause so many athletes we talk to do cutting and everything, but you kind of stick around there. Yeah. And then if you're doing something like the Shaw Open, that must be great to not even have to think about yeah. the weight part of it. You or the Arnold, like, yeah. Yeah, the Arnold, like that. Yeah. That's nice, but that makes sense of like, Darren and I, like we've talked about that, like when you gain weight, it changes your leverages of like yeah. deadlift wedging is harder. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. like you're, you've added 30 pounds that you need to jump with and everything. Yeah. So it's like all those things. Yeah. And it's always impressive to be able to like maintain that level of strength and be at the world stage at that size. It's like, yeah, just an incredible yeah. accomplishment and everything. <laughs> Cause that was like very, very impressive to see. And stuff. So I would, I'd like to see how that goes, and then it'll but definitely be good seeing the Shaw Classic. Yeah. And everything. It's weird that less people signed up. That really surprised me. Yeah. It seems like I it would be more popular. There a there's a lot of guys, but there's also a really big reward to the guys. Like first place does get to go with the pro guys the next year. But I mean, I just think it's so incredible to be able to compete with like Brian Shaw on Brian Shaw's stage, like with Brian Shaw's equipment, like why not? Right. <laughs> For yeah, me, why not? The appearance is so cool, and like, I think like it does amplify. Like last year, like in, I was a new EA athlete, and I was the first women, and there was like a lot of pressure, and like I kind of really enjoyed that because no, I didn't have it was one of my worst performance, but I enjoyed it because I learned so much from it. Like, doesn't matter the like pressure will never make you better. Like try to. Pressure will make you better, but to an extent, right? You have to know how to control it. Sure. And if you can control it, like, that's where you'll make your mistakes and just enjoy being there. And, like, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. I think this year will be a bit bit different for me as, like, I I know what to expect. And I know, right. yeah, I'm a little bit more focused already. So And, and experience. Experience. That comes with experience, experience. too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm I'm still super new to the international stage. Like, I did the Arnold Amateur, but before that, like other I didn't really do any big stage. Like I've never done OSG, um, unfortunately. And yeah, I don't think I've ever. I don't know. I've, other than that, it was all like smaller shows, like uh, pro shows in Canada or pro shows in the states, but no international big stage. Um, I went to actually I went to Spain once, but it was only like four of us, so it wasn't like a and it wasn't like a big big show. Uh, like it was uh, no, like there was only like four of us. Yeah, there wasn't a big show, but um, yeah. So the Shaw Classic was one of the first inter big international show for me. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I learned a lot. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And it'll be interesting if they start to like try to add like a path forward for like women of now that like the Arnold Strong Woman Classics yeah. a thing. It'll be right. interesting to see if like that goes off. And then like even then of what is it, Giants Live had like World Strongest Nation where they did that kind of like mixed thing. Like there are getting more opportunities. Yeah, is huge so much. See. So much. And like I hope that Rogue Invitational brings us and I hope that um we keep to go back at next year at the Arnolds and um, I see the opportunities are coming. I think Giants Live is heading into the right direction for sure. Yeah. Well, I think you keep putting up uh, those huge dumbbell presses. <laughs> I see someone <laughs> call me and pay me to do two hard Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's bound to happen. I mean, women's strong men or strong woman has grown so dramatically in just the last couple of years. I mean, I the trajectory is is moving in the right direction. So yeah. I think uh, I think it's got a very positive future uh, ahead of it. I mean, for you as well. So uh, I think it would be awesome if somebody would would give you that call too. And I mean, a, uh, a two hundred pound dumbbell at eighty two or under eighty two kilograms is is insane, in my opinion. You think so? It's pretty cool. Yeah, huh? yeah it's pretty yeah. insane. That's pretty insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be there, honestly. Like now that i felt 195 so quick and so good i'm like i'm gonna hit 200 and then like i'll be raising the bar because i'm not done <laughs> yeah because that uh, after a while yeah like you said the bar is going to keep going up and like beat yeah, some of the men 100 on, kilos um, like i know <laughs> get to that kilo. point i beat some of the men on the the um, submission for the shaw classic I was noticing yeah. that. Well, I was like, that's really impressive. Well, like, that's what makes it really impressive is, um, I mean, men of the same weight class are not putting up that much weight on uh, very, very often. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's incredible. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. The cool. sport's taken off hugely. Like, it's And it's interesting comparing it, like, the progression to, like, strongman. Like, the weights have gone up so exceptionally in strongman, but it's interesting to, like, look back even, like, two decades ago at the kind of weights they were doing and say now that you have like people like victoria long with her like massive deadlift and stuff like <laughs> she still had more of the tank i wish they had given her a fourth attempt that's I like she's gonna have a shot at it this year for money oh I yeah it's just rumors out there possibly the chaos halftime show oh yeah that? that's it yes yeah I, so. I was like it has to be i was like yeah that's that would be so cool i think i would i don't know who the second girl is but i'm hoping it's like lucy yeah, so it's like people put up some pretty impressive things. Yeah, she'll there. pull in hundred, no like. Yeah, she'll yeah. pull it for a fight, but maybe not that much of a fight either. Like she's strong. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. that's gonna be an and interesting I guess, one because like, I, I was guessing it's Andrea Thompson and Victoria Long because like well, it's maybe a short Andrea. hike for Andrea, maybe because she was only like two kilos under or something. Oh yeah, like, true that's thing. Yeah. So. She yeah. she all around is like it's crazy when I realize that she's not even very tall. No, so, she's so, for that power. Yeah, she's so she's like five two or something or five yeah. four. Like yeah. it's not. You see her triceps, man. She has some of the most impressive triceps ever. <laughs> yeah, big laws. His athletes have had like a crazy yeah. year between like Dude. 
Hooper and Andrea Thompson. Like it's wild to like watch him like commentate. And he always tries to stay objective, but it's like it's his athletes. Like that's one of the funniest things listening to Big Loss when he's like, he's like, I don't know if she's gonna take this attempt. I would say maybe like maybe don't take this, but she's gonna do it. (laughs) Like it's, it's funny, but yeah, he's like, and then of course, like, yeah. Hooper's nice for the Canadians because he's like watching his YouTube videos. It's like the most Canadian thing ever. Stuff. It's like that's my Canadian content. It's like Mitchell Hooper's YouTube, and then like Letterkenny is like kind of oh that thing. Funny. Yeah. Letterkenny's such a good show. So yeah. I think that's on Crave too, which is the Thunder Bay documentary channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm like Letterkenny. Yeah. So that's always <laughs> a good one. Thing. But yeah, the what was if there was one event that you could drop from Shogun events, which one would it be? Because uh, the next one was the stone to- the stone tossing or whatever. Oh yeah, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I I was like that one. Did you even tr- like? How would you train for that? Did you just like? I do, was just like, fucking stones. I was like, what is this? What am I doing? Like, I was just like in the gym. I'm like, what's the technique? And <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, don't. It was really weird. Like, I couldn't get faster because, like, the sandbag was, like, always so, like, not solid. But one thing I took away from that event is that, like, it was a lot of core work. Like, I was so, like, my abs were on fire after that that event, which is so weird because it's rare enough that it happens. But, like, it was, for me, it was all, like, core, ex- like, explosive. Right. Um I messed up on my second throw, which would have been my best throw, I think. But mm-hmm. it was fun. It was cool. I just hope I never do it again. I'd rather do yeah. <laughs> drop one thing like on a strong man. Yeah. I think the only person that was excited for that was Tom Evans. <laughs> Tom, Tom Evans. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? Because he, well, he's a throwing coach, so like, yeah. it, was his, it was already in his wheelhouse. So. <laughs> and he was like, it's the only thing that no one else will be good at. So he knows like yeah. – yeah, knows it'll be, but it was funny, oh, like yeah. watching people train for that of just like sandbags or like Atlas stones or just like whatever. I was like, because there's no good technique for that. I was like, that's a hundred pound thing just trying to throw it. You're like, do you just oh. keep it above you and just use momentum or like right. chest? Like, like, I, well, I, and then people were trying to get our attention when we were in the back because they wanted to give us pointers between our attempts. I'm like, I've been training one technique for like the last eight weeks. I'm not going to change on the fly. You're telling me that the elevation of the rock at this distance <laughs> away from your chest. I'm like, oh, I'm going there to do the best that I can. Like this was like, for me, it was like a wild card. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say. It's easy to say in another to, yeah, apply yeah. the day of, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's like people who change their equipment like the day of or something, and you're like, Yeah, not a that's great crazy. Line. Yeah. No. I'm like, that makes a big difference and stuff. But your deadlifts come a huge way too. I was like, it was very yeah. impressive watching your triple for the Shaw. Yeah, thing. it's I had a really good deadlift like when I first started to like my best pulls five thirty five, but this was like nearly three and a half years ago like before my injury it's the one lift that i've had a really hard time not getting back to like the strength that i was back then but form is not even comparable like now i can pull like no my 515 wasn't the prettiest uh, but i pulled 515 like a fishing rod way before like i've like Mm -hmm. i used to like 
I just used to be just strong with no form. And now, now leading up to like my, that was like a three RM for me, three RM, like 99% effort. So, um, but anything like else, like my forms come a long way and I've had to, cause that would be the, one of the biggest, it was the, the, like the, for me from, for pushing down, like my pelvis would get like on fire for like days after I would deadlift. So I have had to change a lot, use more of my quads. Uh, that's why like I, I, I pump like Justin has really focused me on my deadlift the last year. He's, he was a powerlifting coach. So we brought him on for like our squad and deadlift and he's like changed both of my lifts because these are like two of the compounds I wasn't able to do really comfortably after my injury and I know as a strength athlete I need my legs I need to grow legs like yeah I can use machines like I know bodybuilders do it all the time but like one deadlift is one of the events that it's always in strongman but two squats is still a very very like powerful movement right so he brought me on and he's fixed my deadlift and my deadlift form has it's way better than it's ever been. I just haven't been able to kind of get back to those like numbers yet, but it's coming. And at least now I know that I can hit 500 um, at like on any kind of day, like not any day, but I'm back up in the five or back up in the high 400s, 500. And that, nice. and that really is impressive of like, I think, and we've talked about it multiple times on the show here of like, People, strongmen should look to powerlifters for deadlifting. Like, yeah. You have so many powerlifters who are doing things with no suits, no straps, and like pulling insane numbers yeah. and everything. What, and what's weird technique? about that yeah. though is that that wasn't that wasn't the case too long ago. There's been a yeah. big switch, I think, because I remember reading powerlifters were saying, you know, we should be watching the strongmen because their their deadlifts are stronger than ours. And now it's like completely apparently they were doing their homework yeah <laughs> they really did their homework well, yeah like, I mean, of, like yeah yeah we it's can all follow cool. a program like a three by three program and like yeah you'll get stronger but like you're gonna hit a wall you're gonna hit your full potential with that shittier form if you're not using your full potential every muscle in your body to deadly <clears throat> you have to know how to use every every inch of your body to yeah. deadly like from your brain all the way down to your toes and like when you can like find what works the best for you and I think that's where you can get to your better potential, but there's always going to be something to fix. Like, are you like weaker on the floor and do band work, right? If you're weaker at the top, well, you gotta work more on the end part of your pole and vice versa. But powerlifters are really good technical because I think the best of the best anyways, they keep progressing and they keep pushing the bar and powerlifting. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous now, like the numbers that everyone's putting up there, especially like the women's side again, like mm -hmm. it's insane. Yeah. And, but they're they're doing their homework. They're constantly doing their homework on squat, bench, deadlift. So they're evolving a little bit more on their bench and deadlift on their bench and squat, I think, than we are because we're focused on 35 other events. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah. And also not training with a hitch, I think really helps your power and like maintaining consistent tightness and stuff. Cause I think yeah. so many people, it's crazy to like watch as soon as you hit 80%, you're hitching every yeah. round or something. There's powerlifting. There's a reason why like half Thor's 501 was like pretty clean and stuff. Cause he could do a powerlifting style yeah. deadlift at a high weight. <clears throat> and I think that makes a difference because you keep everything super engaged and stuff like you watch john hack's deadlift videos like you can actually watch his triceps feather because his whole body's so tight as he like know, yeah, goes up so that true. man is a monster as far as deadlifts he's, he's insane like yeah 
he made me watch one of his last shows there. I don't remember. <clears throat> my coach was there. I think it was in Florida. And, like, I was like, who's this? Like, he, I think he's the one with the Captain America suit. Yeah, uh, the Captain America singlet. Singlet, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, he's, like, he's not a big guy. Like, he's a big guy, but he's not, doesn't look too tall. And, like, he's so strong. Yeah. Yeah, 900 pounds at 198. Like, that's... <laughs> That's pretty astounding. Of like, yeah, I think it was like astounding. nine something that he pulled, and with no straps. And the way his techniques, wow, he just like does that like wide arms thing with the Captain America thing. It's like peak America, like patriotism. Watching him lift because oh like, he just gets his air and then he just goes down and just like pulls it up, just like. And you're like, that's so He's much not... times your body weight. His legs, yeah. Oh yeah, He's so that'll be He's, interesting. he's got a strong back. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got yeah. a very, very strong back. Yes, Posterior pain. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that makes a big difference, like you said. And I think, like watching your lifting and stuff, like you have such technical proficiency of like nailing that, like having a more powerlifting style deadlift and stuff. And then, like, of course, your circus dumbbell, like that's just yeah. miles ahead of anyone at this point. And it's stuff. good. It's good. It's, it's good. I'm on my journey, like I'm, like I, but there's still there's a lot of women that are still like keeping, like don't be pushing me, but like mm-hmm. this is like my journey because like I really like the implement. It like I don't know, it ground grounds me. Like I felt like it's cool. It's one of the best things that I can do. Like a, when I do our when I do my circus dumbbell training, it's like, like I I get to like. Um, mute the rest of the world and just train like circus so, on it's cool because it's working and so I'm just I'm riding the wave going hard at it yeah because yeah. it really is it's like that body awareness makes a huge difference because like you can't just like muscle it through like you have to no. like be everything's on point you can't just like yeah. I and you can if you have the a, if you have the right judges, you can just kind of wing it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but most oh, that's a low, that's a shot below the belt, John. I know. I'm sorry. I just had to yeah. like, give one last shot. And mainly because, no. like, your your thing, your video should be up there. It's like a tutorial of, like, here's how you do it. Like, yeah. the perfect explosiveness and catching that. Jump We're excited catch. to see how you do. Like, because it's going to be in 15 weeks is good prep time. Because it's yeah. nice that, like, you don't have anything in between that. Yeah, it's like the Arnold was a heavy, heavy show. I hope they do a heavy show. Yeah, I don't. I hope they don't take the average because mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be like it could be like I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It's a little bit heavier than like I don't. Because d- getting double digits, like yeah. Well, what if it could be between like one? I would say, well, that's not fair, but. Let's say 150. Yeah. I would like a 150 dumbbell for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. Some like small men shows do that. Like some like heavyweight shows have like that is their weight that they'll do. Yeah, I know. So that's that's wild to think that 150 is like a doable. You're like, that'll be a good amount of reps. I think I would be, it would be, but it would challenge me. Like mm-hmm. I've done one, my best set of six was 155. Wow. No, one fifty-five. Yeah, and I did like two or three sets of uh, six, and like it felt good. But I'd like to push to see, like, in a show, like how much I could do at a a decent weight. I think there's not a lot of women's up there that are above one fifty. Yeah, 
So yeah. I think, yeah, it'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, because that was like Jackie Rhodes and Mel were like the yeah. highest ones there. Yeah. So I think they'll bring it down to like probably 120, 130, mm. the average. Yeah. They should just go for a record thing, just like heaviest one. One RM. Oh my God. You would love that. <laughs> <laughs> at Brian Shaw's, I swear to God, if they announce a one RM circus dumbbell at Brian Shaw's last show of his life, I am going to lose it, and I'll be pressing a hundred kilo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's there. That would be sick. That I don't know that, but then it's always hard to break your own records, right? So do I go to like that, that big? But it'd be fucking cool to like yeah. do something just like. But yeah, I know we'll see. You'd be so far ahead of people, though. Like no. Like it would be hard for anyone to come for that record. Yeah. So like I'm gonna hold you to that to hundred kilos. Hundred kilos. It's gotta happen eventually. I know it's gonna. Yeah. I mean one ninety five as easy as that worked. One eighty seven, one eighty one ninety, one ninety two. Yeah. Like uh Big Z did. Big Z yep, did exactly it seventeen times. But the only thing that with Big Z is I don't know if they ever truly met his potential at his best. By doing that, so he left a lot. He left a lot on the table, I think. And I think the same is true with Brian doing the the Alice Stones. I think he he left his best for too late, because I think he was capable. What you mean? I think he was capable of where Tom is now at his prime. At his prime. Yeah. Yeah. So so we would say just full send. Just full, like, send. full send. Yeah, full send. <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless there is money, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I don't disagree money. with that. When there's money on the line every year, it would, it would yeah. be nice. Yeah, I know yeah. rogue because I did a max circus for the rogue. Um, uh, this was three years ago. Uh, they did it at the record breaker in Ohio. The beginning of COVID, we got there and it was like the Arnold COVID and uh, um, Christian Rhodes and Don. Donna Moore hit the 175 dumbbell for the world record, and I came short. And um, they never did it again afterwards. <laughs> I've been asking for it, but yeah, yeah. well, they put cash <laughs> up for that because 100 kilos is a huge number, especially that like, would be insane. or even 200 pounds, right? Like I yeah. think would be uh, be a pretty good start. It would yeah, be a, a very really good start. start. But definitely do do full send. Don't just add two kilos every year. <laughs> Brett, John's still bitter that that Half Thor didn't do do a thousand twenty or oh, five hundred twenty. So bitter, namely because right. he promised he promised all the Twitch subscribers he would go for five twenty, and it was clearly in the tank. That would have been like I don't think anyone could even touch that. Like I think they'd give up trying to pass that. I don't know why. And then, like Loki tore his pack. Like I want him to hit. A big fuck and, and just to kind of to prove because he's a great athlete. I fucking love that guy. Like he's yeah. like athlete, per, like he's an amazing athlete. He need, he deserves a big deadlift, and I'd want I'd like to see him hit five twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that he watching him train? Yeah, he he's really great. It was a there's a good YouTube video of him and Jamal Brown are like the two guys who have pulled like five oh one or whatever. Jamal's done a sumo, but it was okay. still like a fun video, like watching them sumo no suit together. hook grip. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the one who does those insane. Like every week, he'll just like post some random thing of like, yeah. and people will be like, "Oh, it's sumo," and then his next video will be like, 
800 some pounds conventional for like five for like or six something. reps yeah yeah you're like <laughs> you're like he's still super strong but his yeah. thing with the that's one of the best videos online is the first time he hit 500 kilos sumo and you he know, just looks so jazzed and his eyes are just like bloodshot and red and he's just like it was fake i I'm remember like, that's max that's was like good. we need this bar and then we got it now Nice. Oh, it's a fun bar to pull on because it's, it's just so like, fun. <laughs> yeah, no bar compares to the Kabuki bar. That's just like we that bar because we were at a commercial gym four weeks prior to uh, moving to our gym, so we were pulling on a stiff fucking bar like at a commercial gym, like shit plays shit. But we pulled four <laughs> weeks solid, did our work, get the fuck out of there, and then when we hit back on that Kabuki bar, that's why I hit five fifteen for a triple. Yeah, nice. Like, Hit 507 at the Arnold's for my my one RM. Like mm-hmm. I was just I did so much solid deadlift work after the Arnold's on a shitty bar on a shitty play, like in a corner at a gym, just like no <laughs> everyone's staring at you because like right nobody strong. nobody can lift like even half of that at the yeah. global gym <laughs> at a public gym for a woman to be pulling 500 pounds is like that's crazy. yeah dude, that's yeah oh, even like. It was crazy because, like, there was, like, mirrors all around in front of the gym. And uh, I put one plate, all right. And then Joey gets in. My training partner is a big guy. Like, everyone yeah. sees him when he walks into the gym. And then you have Max. He was on crushes for most of the time. But, like, everyone knew, like, oh, the strong man people are in the gym, right? <laughs> so take over. We go in our corner. And then, yeah, like, one plate, two plates, three plates, four plates. And everyone's just, like, what and like I would start deadlifting, I would look in the mirror and I could see like ten set of eyes just like <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like stop. Stop. <laughs> but it's cool. I'm just like, but they like never once everyone stays quiet, right? Like everyone puts back their headphones, go back to work. I'm like, you guys can come and give me high fives or like come and right. for me. Like, I'm human just like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's but awesome. A hundred percent we need hopefully someone put a bug in Brian's ear to have like a max circus dumbbell thing, because looking at Joey's numbers to have both of you put up huge numbers. Cause like he confidently yeah. hit th- over 300 pounds, like solidly. Like, so that does need to happen. It's he Brian's was, last show. Like if there's, he told me today we were, Oh my God, he's so funny. And he came in today and he, he's like, um, if there's a max circus dumbbell at uh, the Shaw classic, Sam, I'm going for the world record. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Is which is a, 30 i think i'm like yeah 150k yeah and it's been held now for a few years by kilskowski Nobody's yeah the Arnold 2020 yeah. Uh, 2019 yep and uh, 2020 yeah. I think, yeah and that that's a good excuse for why sometimes you have to do full sin because mateus has been struggling recently so it's like you put up those things while you can right <laughs> exactly True. so like his pressing like the i still remember that press and then his stone to shoulder was like the wildest thing to like watch guys not even be able to lap the stone and then he was just like went I know. five reps and you're like it's astounding to watch that happen on the world stage it's crazy i know yeah. we were at arnold and then to come at the dumbbell and just press it i was like what like it yeah it was crazy in that hall that night it was insane he's such yeah. a phenomenal presser yes he's he good at all, like, what he's really good at he's really good but he also i don't know he was good like these last two shows like we've obviously seen a different him but um i mean he's still podium that arnold so oh, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was so it was surprising to see you know him not make the finals at Worlds. I know. Um, so, but I mean, hopefully he heals and you know comes back strong. I mean, I mean he's still mm-hmm. relatively young. He because he's only like twenty six or something. Yeah, like twenty seven. Yeah, somewhere around yeah, there. He's so he's, young. Because and the that's also a testament to his strength is when people be like, "This isn't the Mateusz we know," and I'm like. He's torn his like ruptured his tricep. He's torn his lat. He's had back problems, and people I are like, know. "Oh man, like poor, poor him. Like this is not a good performance." I'm like, getting on the world stage at podium, like it's still really solid. good. Yeah, so very good. Yeah. I just I hope he can get back from it. Like, mm-hmm. I hope he keeps up with it, um, and he doesn't get motivated because after four tricep injury uh, tear, like, holy fuck, I gotta yeah. be fied. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah. But I mean, another testament to his to his uh, his persistence and in willpower, man. Yeah, I think a lot of people would have given up by now. True, true. very true. And his yeah. training, that little cabin just in the middle of like nowhere. I know, little, in the so wood bad. stove. <laughs> it's his his rogue bio thing was one of the most iconic things. It's just it was so cool. cool. I know, it's and then single fingers in the middle of nowhere. They probably fall, and it doesn't make noise because nobody hears it. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, those rogue videos were really cool. They made a bunch of of the athletes. I think it was so cool. Yeah, and your bells of steel one was pretty cool too. So that's nice that you have a sponsor that's like so invested of like the equipment and stuff. Like I think it's been nice hearing that you and Inez, like both of them have had, like both of you have had really good sponsors helping you out and stuff. I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. You mean like like for our preps and stuff? Yeah, like preps and then like equipment and like just like taking care of you all. Surrounded by the best teams. Like me and Max are like. I said me and Max. Max and I, that's my French. <laughs> and I myself like that. Uh, Max and I have had, like, really good, like, people in our corner. Just, like, people that believe in us. And, like, you know, it's cool to be able to be at a level where, like, not matchable to Max. But, like, I'm getting there. And I'm getting on that scene with him. And, like, the sponsors, they love having a duo and, like, some, a, like, a pair that's, really, like, one of the strongest in the world. And... Uh, we have really good people to work with. Like ever since we started working with Brian and Carrie, like I feel like mm-hmm. they're the ambassadors or like the models that we needed to look up to. And like now we can just like we like talk to them all the time and like we get feedbacks from them and they're really open to us. And that's why like everything's been like kind of like a snowball effect since we met them because it's all been really good good shit happening so yeah it has been good i also want to congratulate you on being like one of our first guests who didn't ask us if it's okay to swear on the show for some reason like (laughs) i don't know why it's like over half our guests will ask they're like is it okay if i swear on the show i feel like like, so not canadian of me (laughs) right i know i was impressed by it i was like because most like all the time people like start to say they're like oh wait i'm like this is youtube Sorry. and i'm like that's the point it's youtube okay. and, like, and i'm like you haven't watched our show have you if <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask that <laughs> hey true fuck. yeah um <laughs> oh. uh, it's, well, it's hey, we're funny, we're yeah. getting on to an hour and fifteen oh, minutes. We I like to we like that. to try to keep them about an hour. Cool. So Take we're part. already we're I, already over. So any any final words, Sam, for for our viewers? Where can people find you? Anything? Any final thoughts? 
Well, thank you for having me. I always like yeah. to chat about my experiences and talk about random stuff, I guess, about our sport and where our sport's going. It's kind of cool. Um, but uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing, putting the word out there about all kinds of subject around Strowman. And uh, you guys can follow me on uh, Instagram, I guess. Uh, it's Sam Bellavo. Um, and then we do have a YouTube channel as well uh, for Max Boudreau and Sam Bellavo. Um, and again, thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah. It's a pleasure. So much. Thank so you. And good luck. And good luck in your prep run for Shaw Classic. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.